There's an old saying, and you've probably heard it many times before, maybe even heard me say it before. And the saying goes like this, what got you here won't take you there. Little did I know this was actually the title of a book by Marshall Goldsmith. And you see, over the years, I've heard other coaches repeat it, explain it, other people, other speakers. But in this mini episode, I want to share with you the pivotal personal story that has allowed me to truly, truly understand how each of us must grow and change if we want our businesses to grow to the next level. And I call it the hot chocolate story. Welcome to the Work Less, Profit More business podcast for business owners who are sick and tired of being that chief everything officer, the juggler, the firefighter, and who would rather become a highly effective CEO with a well-oiled business machine. Hi, I'm Diana Lidstone, business growth strategist known for my straight talk, no BS, and simple strategies and mindset shifts that bring my clients more joy, profit, and freedom. So if you're a lawyer, a financial advisor, maybe even a real estate investor, an accountant, or other business owner who feels trapped in the day-to-day of your business, then welcome aboard. Okay, here we are, part two of the Think Like a CEO series. And if you haven't listened to the previous episode, episode 108, all about 11 small business pitfalls, then please, please, please go back and listen as I share with you the real root cause of these pitfalls. But as I said, in this mini episode, I want to share with you what I call the hot chocolate story. In 2015, when I wrote my best-selling book, Shift Into Rich, I wrote about a struggle story. And while that struggle story really wasn't about me, it was about me because it taught me that I needed to grow. And by the way, you can download a copy of this book on my website. The link will be in the show notes. Now, during this story, I share with you tidbits, information, a struggle, a shift, not so that I want to gain your pity or sympathy, but so that you truly understand that if a business owner wants to take her business to the next level of success, The beliefs, the thoughts, and the actions also must change. You see, much of what I'm going to share with you, I learned during my daughter's journey to wellness. Imagine, if you will, that your vibrant, energetic 14-year-old daughter gets up one morning feeling unwell. Eh, you think nothing of it as a mom. You go, ah, she's a little dizzy, she's a little tired. Of course, she's a straight A student. She's on the basketball team, the soccer team. She's in girl guides and she's a role model to others. A day off won't hurt her. So she stays home. But this one day of illness turns into weeks, months, and eventually years. And ultimately in the year 2000, my daughter was diagnosed with chronic fatigue syndrome and was bedridden for seven years. You heard that right, seven It seemed like an eternity of doctor's visits, trips to the health store, researching her disease online. And truthfully, it was a period of time that impacted every single member of our family, both close and afar. You see, during her worst times, this previously active child, she couldn't even walk upstairs. She couldn't hold her head up during dinner. She couldn't even get out of bed. She was so tired, she couldn't concentrate long enough to read a paragraph. There were no teenage dances for my daughter. 
no boyfriends, and in fact, no school. It was a horrific time. And for me as a mother, it seemed as if her teenage years had vanished. And as those vanished, so did the future that I had imagined for her. Now, eventually, I found other local mothers with children in similar situations, and we formed a support group. Hard to believe, but one of the mothers actually had two children suffering from chronic fatigue. She heard of a cure in England, and she took her daughter there for treatment. And upon returning, it seemed like magic, but the girl went back to school. And so within the space of five months, all of us from the support group took our children to England. And today, our children are well and living what people would call normal lives. You see, this bedridden daughter of mine was lactose intolerant on an organic diet and taking hordes of vitamins, some intravenously. And when we left the Montreal airport for England, she was in a wheelchair. She couldn't walk to the gate. But when she came home two weeks later, she was almost running through the airport under her own steam pulling her own luggage. A miracle, you say, almost. But a pivotal moment during this trip to England was the first day of what we called and what the facilitator called a training event. After three hours of working together in the group, the trainer made two bold statements that I will never forget. The first was, she said to each of the participants, you are now well and healthy. These are like 10 young people whose lives had been changed. But she said, you're not sick. Stop taking supplements. Stop thinking you can't do this or that. And as a parent listening to this, I was flabbergasted. What do you mean my daughter is well? She's been bedridden for seven years. But what the trainer really meant was that my daughter had to create a new identity for herself. She had to stop believing and thinking and acting sick. She had to think healthy. This was truly an eye-opener. Now, the second thing that the facilitator said was, on the very first day, that their homework was to go out that afternoon and do something they hadn't done in a long, long time. And she explained, well, why was this important? Because this reinforced the fact of their new identity. They were healthy. Now, one of the participants had been a competitive swimmer before she was diagnosed with chronic fatigue. So they actually found her a pool to swim in. Now, my daughter hadn't been shopping like a teenager. And if you're a mother, you know, teenage daughters love to shop. But you see, all that my daughter and I could do was I could wheel her in a wheelchair around a shopping mall for maybe 30 or 35 minutes. That's all she could handle previously. So to go out shopping, that was a big, bold move. So what did we do? We went shopping. But before this, we needed to have some lunch. So imagine, it's England and it's fall. It's cold and wet. And so we went to a pub for lunch. My husband and I ordered tea and my daughter hot chocolate. Now, if you remember, I said she was lactose intolerant. So ordering hot chocolate was a big, bold move into her new identity. Now, when the mug of hot chocolate arrived, my daughter had the biggest smile on her face, and I was so thrilled for her. I turned and my head to talk to my husband about our lunch order, and then turned back and looked at my daughter, and I was shocked. I was actually mortified. I was concerned. I was upset. You see, my daughter's whole demeanor had changed. 
She was no longer smiling. She was actually slumped in the chair, looking at her hot chocolate. And I immediately asked her what was wrong. She replied, Mom, for seven years, milk and hot chocolate made me sick. So what makes us think it won't happen again? (laughs) I was stunned. That was a really good question. But then I remembered the training from the morning, and I quickly reminded her she was now well. This was her new identity. I also reminded her about the new mind-body training that she'd been taught in the morning. It was a simple 30-second to a minute routine. She did her routine about reframing her negative thoughts. She sat down and drank that hot chocolate without any problems whatsoever. And so, my friends, you're probably asking, how the heck is that possible? Well, the story doesn't really end there. How is it possible that on her return to Canada, my daughter booked a ski trip and went skiing in Whistler? How is it possible that with no special pills, operation, or medical intervention, she soon left for university, completed her undergraduate degree, went on to do her master's degree, then took a six-month travel sabbatical on her own. How is it possible that she is now a mother and a significant income earner? How is that transformation possible? It wasn't a magic pill or a medical treatment. My daughter's astounding recovery has its roots in, are you ready? A scientifically proven training program based on mind-body connection. In other words, our beliefs become our thoughts, our thoughts become our actions, and our actions become our life. So let's step back to my daughter's situation. In her case, the trainer made us aware that these participants originally had a significant amount of negative self-talk about their illness and their life situation. I'll never get well again. I'll never do this again. I'm sick. I'm always sick. In other words, it had almost become habit for participants to have a tremendous amount of negative self-talk. But the trainer showed them how to change this negative self-talk, how to repattern their thinking in a more positive way. My daughter's illness and recovery was a pivotal time in my life. And over the last 10 years, I've learned to apply the same thinking while coaching my clients. You see, if my daughter's belief that she was ill could be shifted and so dramatically that she became healthy, do you think it's possible that your beliefs, thoughts, and actions could shift? So you could create a more profitable, joyful business? I know it could. My daughter was taught to create a new identity for herself, a wellness identity, right? But it also taught her to take big, bold moves. She had to learn to reframe those negative thoughts. She had to learn to value her health and make it a priority. She learned to value her health and make it a priority. She learned to create and build a life on her terms. And what I want to remind you is you can too. But you see, what got you here, what got you to this stage of your business growth, those beliefs, those thoughts, those actions won't take you to the next level. Now, in the next episode, I'll walk you through the five mindset shifts very similar to the ones I've just explained for my daughter, so that you can step into becoming the CEO of your business rather than the chief everything officer. 
Thanks, my friends, for listening to the Work Less, Profit More business podcast, where weekly you'll get business strategies to help you build a well-oiled business machine. Now remember, until next week, you can do this. You can become a highly effective CEO of a well-oiled business machine. Bye for now.